You're listening to The Big Show on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Yo, good morning. Excuse me, how we doing? Happy Tuesday. Happy game day. Flames and Blues, couple of back-to-back tilts in beautiful St. Louis, Missouri. Gateway to the West. Yeah, they got the big gateway, the big the arch. The big arch. It looks big in pictures. I've never been. My brother's been. Really? He's well, been up there. Do they do like metal shows in St. Louis? No, he actually traveled there with his uh, Bantam football team. He was a member okay. of the Calgary Selects. That also CBFA and sure they uh, love a little bit of they did they did a trip down to St. Lou down in 2008 and he <laughs> went uh, went up the old arch sweet St. Lou sweet St. Lou nice welcome to the program the flames are in St. Louis we're here in Calgary my name is Matt Rose he's Patty Dumas we got our amazing production team in yeah. the other room GVP and Alex Brody everyone was here and on time today yes, sir energy is good having we're a good time good. We're feeling real good. I got a great show for you today. Oh, yeah. Guys in the back room did a pretty good job. Charles Davis is going to join us. Uh, was on a plane yesterday. Yeah. Couldn't join us to recap the NFL season, that or the week that was, week 18, the final week of the regular season. We now know the playoff schedule for mm-hmm. Wild Card Weekend. We know who has the buys. We'll dive into all that with uh, Charles just after 7 o'clock. Kipper's going to join us today. Oh, yeah. Real Kipper from Real Kipper and Born out in oh, Toronto. Not Mika Kippersaw? On 590. No, not Mika Kippersaw. Oh. Remains unknown. <laughs> unknown where he's Parts at. Parts unknown. <laughs> but Kipper will join us. We'll talk um, some general NHL, some Leafs. We'll discuss some of the Canadian clubs around the league and uh, maybe see if he's heard any rumors. Kipper, yeah. Kipper gets a an insider tipper in too every once in a while. He's been in that down that path before. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, he's got he knows tons of people around the league, so mm-hmm. that always helps. <clears throat> and then uh Darren Pang. Yeah. Been in St. Louis covering the Blues for a very long time. Also does the national broadcast now mm-hmm. with uh TNT. TNT. Yeah. And uh always love hearing Darren Chat hockey. Oh my god, he's yeah, so he, passionate. Yeah, and you love it. Good so. energy. One of the best. Uh, one of the best to do the analyst job in this league. So since we got a couple of back-to-back games against the Blues, we got one of the best who covers the Blues. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They'll join us right around eight thirty, and it is the return of the pop quiz. Oh boy! Uh, I hope you and Garrett Van der Plug have been studying intently. I, I did. I did as best as I could looking at the stand at yeah. the stats yesterday. Like, See, oh, Dumont, I've do? done. I've done zero. Oh, he's done zero. <laughs> See, okay. Dumont knows how I kind of operate and and the things I like to kind of ask. And I don't know what kind of curveballs. It's I'm not going to be like who's the leading scorer in the NHL. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's not going to be like it's that. It's a little different, but it's going to be categories. There's going to be like probably some goalie st- goalie categories, this? rookies. Do you want the category titles that I've come up with? I would love to yeah, know. Yeah. The, that way the, you guys can kind of cram. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you what they mean, but I'll tell you what the titles are. Okay. Okay, give me a second. All right, bring All it right. on. You have to assume what the title means because I, I was I, I heard it because a lot of it's hockey lingo. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, one topic. Okay. Wild child. Wild child. I'm going to guess that's rookies. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, probably that. The next topic. Before Bedard. Ooh. Oh. So, like, probably the NHL draft? The next one, Chef's Table. Chef's Table. I don't know what that means. And the last one, Trebuchets. 
trebuchet, like the French catapult. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like the catapult from before we had uh, gunpowder. Yeah. That's exactly it. I'm glad you knew what that was. That oh, helps. Yeah. That certainly they're, helps. They're the ones that... The... They do the whip. Yeah, they do the... <laughs> yeah, they're not just like a pullback. Launch. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, the uh, orcs used them a lot in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, oh, yeah. Those. Take down them walls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so those are the four topics for the gauntlet questions. All right. And I got three total questions I'll throw at you as well. All right. And uh, I think we might even dance this one up with a little bit more production than we usually do. Okay. Okay. As we continue to build on this. All right. Um, and eventually, I want to get it so we have prizes and we can work in some listeners and stuff like that. Okay. But for now, the pop quiz is back. It is the halfway mark of the season tonight. Yeah. Busy slate. Um, but after tonight's action, half of the games in the entire NHL season will be completed. Not to say that every team has played half their schedule, no. but half of the games on the entire NHL schedule will be done after today, and that includes like five postponements from earlier on in the season as well. Yeah, and Buffalo's got like two or three games that they've had yeah, called they had off because of weather. Real bad snow, yeah. so they had to move a couple <laughs> to, I believe they're in March and, and coming up in February here, yeah. so it's not like it's been kind of r- ridiculous movement. But yeah, nevertheless, like the, the Kings are on 44 games, to yeah. like, and there's a team like, like, like the Avs are still on 38 I wonder, St. Louis is probably pretty low. Like, the Flames and, and the Blues, what was it? We were, like, three weeks into the season, and they both played... They're both on 41. Only a few games. They both so. have played exactly their half. So, there is a lot of teams that are right around there. Yeah. Um, And there's lots of things to kind of discuss as we approach this midway point. Um, Flames yeah. general manager, Brad Trelevin. A lot of good stuff yesterday. Joined Pat Steinberg, our boy, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, telethon's back today. Yes. Uh, he joined Pat yesterday just to kind of a, a halfway point. What do you think? Mm-hmm. How you feeling? Trade deadline stuff. Andrew Manjapani, some rookies, a little bit of an Oliver Shillington update. We'll get into a little bit of that audio in just a moment here as well. But first, maybe just a thought on what we saw at skate yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, skate was in St. Louis, so neither of us were there. Um, actually limited media. Uh, didn't do avails, yeah. but Brendan Parker, who does a great job with Flames TV, little ch- ch- him and uh, Ryan Dietrich, little ch- typing yeah. up a little story for you. Yeah. Uh, did look like one of the changes that we might see for this evening mm-hmm. is Walker, Walker Dewar. Dewar, not Jacob Peltier. Walker Dewar getting into the lineup, mm-hmm. uh, replacing Radom Zahorna. Mm-hmm. He was skating on a line with Adam Rzichka at center, yeah. Trevor Lewis on the right-hand side, mm-hmm. which we had kind of said yesterday, makes sense. Yep. That's if there's someone who's going to come in and play on your fourth line, it's Walker Dewar rather than it's Jacob yeah, Elche. Yeah, Dewar's been there before. He knows this role well. Uh, he's done well down at the Wranglers. I think he could uh, maybe give give that fourth line a little bit more of a, a little pep because I know Zahorna, them playing well under seven minutes yes, uh, on Sunday was a little bit of a man. Zahorna, I think he's got an assist right now, but I don't. I haven't really seen much from him there on that fourth line, so maybe just some fresh blood there on that bottom, on that bottom pair. Of that. He's a little inconsistent. Sometimes yeah. you watch him and you're like, man, this guy. Like Last he's the, got the speed. He fell got off the hands. bench on Friday. That's the only thing I could can't get out of my mind. Is like what happened? That was when Daryl was like, "Yeah, maybe not." Like, yeah, we'll cut those minutes back a little bit. Can't even. We're exactly. having trouble with line changes, and you can't sit on the board. So, yeah, okay, nope, that's a nope. problem. Yeah. So perhaps we'll see Walker Dewar come in and play on the fourth line this evening. Yeah. Jacob Pelche was rotating in on the first line. Yes. Um, which, I don't know, for lack of a better word, first line, but Lindholm, Toffoli, and Dubé. 
Because right now, I, I think you could probably call the Cadre line the first line as well. Yeah. Because they're kind of going right now, yeah. at least producing the offense. Exactly. But I digress. He was rotating in there. And I do believe it's going to take, um, like we talked about, ad nauseum, an injury mm-hmm. or something else like that to happen for Jacob Helge to get in here. Yeah. But, and we'll play the clip in a moment, but Brad Schliven talked about how these guys deserve to just be around the NHL yep. club what they've done in the AHL. It's the first call-up for Peltier. Mm-hmm. It's the first time he's getting those NHL checks, which are significantly different than the AHL checks, mm-hmm. even if you're not playing games. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, he's going to be up, and he's going to be around the team for a little bit. And you hope that he gets in, maybe more than Matthew Phillips, but at the same time, it's a lot to ask, I think. Yeah. With this team in a pretty heavy race and a pretty important road trip, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily want to try things, but... That's the way I kind of see it right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I get, I get the, the like the flames. Obviously, Pelche being a first round pick, you definitely want to s- definitely give this this guy more of a runway to see what he can do in the NHL level than compared to maybe a, maybe a fifth rounder or a sixth round pick. Uh, but yeah, I, I like kind of like liked what Lou said yesterday about with Pelche how he could try and maybe fit in. Like he could start him on the fourth line and work his way up. Seems like, like that type, did. Seems like that type of player that if you need on, I mean, he could play a scrappy little fourth third round type role on the team and then from there earn his way up because I do believe he's got the skill that can find his way into a top six role maybe maybe on a power play can get in some power play time maybe not a consistent top six type guy but again this is a guy that just just getting in the lineup no matter where I think will help him out and of course like Daryl knows Walker Dewar this club knows Dewar they know what they can bring with him so we'll see what happens tonight Dewar probably gets in and maybe Pelche later on but I do understand the rotation, getting them in with the more skilled guys, getting them more up up the lineup, because that's probably where they eventually want to see him. So you'd project him as probably more of a top, top six nine. guy. Yeah, top top nine, top six. Like if he's a top six, you're you're you feel great. You're feeling great. Mm-hmm. But if he can contribute just in the top nine, be that type of you know, if he's another Andrew Mangiapane, if he can be like another Dylan Dubé type player, I think you're doing all right here. Uh, Brad Shillivan talked about it, just saying that they've earned this call up, mm-hmm. but ultimately to get them in the lineup, that's coach's decision. Yep. And that's kind of been Brad's mantra the entire time that he's run the roster. held this general manager role. For both players, and probably more specifically with, with Jacob, who hasn't been recalled, to me, it's been earned. You know, he, he deserves an opportunity now. He deserves the opportunity to be with the team. Um, and then Daryl and the coaches will decide at what point he gets in or where he gets in and and how does that look? But at some point, you really have to provide that opportunity for players that have earned it. And so, uh, you know, he got his first chance to skate with the team today. It gives me an opportunity to watch him around NHL players and, and how he adjusts to NHL pace. And uh, like I said, mm-hmm. you know, Daryl and the staff will make the decision when when they get in. But these are important, you know, from a manager standpoint, it's important information because he's looking at your team building. You know, and I've said this repeatedly, Pat, I think on your show, is not all of your additions to your team can be external. You have to you have to add internal pieces. And, you know, we've seen that throughout the years with some players, but we've had a team, in my mind, that's been as good as any American Hockey League team in the past couple of years. Um, and it's because those individuals have deserved opportunities. Matty got a, you know, he got a call-up, um, you know, got into a little bit of game action, but at least he gets to see him around the NHL players and, and you hope that he's going to get another opportunity. You know, Walker and Jacob are getting their opportunity right now. And there's other guys down there who are probably getting closer. I think Connor Zary's a guy yep. who will probably get in the conversation maybe a little bit more next season. Mm-hmm. 
when probably one of, if not both, Jacob Pelche have been promoted mm-hmm. or Matthew Phillips' case, UFA at the end of the season. Who knows what happens with him? Yeah. Um, but you got to understand what you have in house before you really start chasing down GMs and, and deals and all that type of stuff yeah. uh, ahead of the trade deadline. There's a couple of other wrinkles here that are different than last season as well. You're not nearly in the same position you were last season nope. when you were in the division lead and you felt really good about it. And it was all about adding. Like mm-hmm. everyone was putting the flames, you know, right up there with teams like the Lightning and, and the Avalanche as far as playoff odds and, and maybe not Stanley Cup odds, but they were in kind of that top yeah. five, depending on where you looked for a lot of the season. They're not there this year, they're a little bit further down. They're a team that continues to kind of be on the bubble, although lately they've been in a wild card spot more often than not, which mm-hmm. is ideal. They've been playing some good hockey yep. over the month of December and, and, and now into January as well, even though I know it was a tough result in, in Chicago on Sunday. He gets into the inconsistencies to really start off like that conversation yesterday. He's like, it, it has. It's been an up and down type it, season. It's the keyword that I think a lot of people around the city would use when it's, describing the team. And it's... It's been more times in, in under the tree living era. It's been more times of inconsistent hockey. And, you know, this is maybe the first time under Sutter for sure that this is because he came in, what's halfway through the, 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 the bubble season or the, 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 the Canadian division season. And that year was just whatever. Mm-hmm. I think he saw a lot of what he wanted to do a bit in this, that second half. And then it really got put in obviously last year. This year, it's it's weird seeing. It's not so much taking the two players out of the lineup as and then adding three new names. It's it's like it is. It's an enigma figuring out why this inconsistencies are in this game. And hey, we don't have time for the full clip, but one of the no. things that Brad tra- talked about is with Nossum. Yep the the integration into mm-hmm. the new team has been perhaps quicker because he's gone through it before. Went yeah. from Toronto to, to Colorado, Colorado and, and now ended up here. Whereas, and he's used to the Western Conference as well. I think that that helps too. Sure, being knowing this Western the schedule, travel and the, the travel is a lot more difficult out here. Huberto and Winger, that was not the case. Yeah, um, both veterans in the NHL who spent the entire time in in the beautiful state of Florida, um, and now we're up here. So maybe the integration has taken a little bit longer and led to some of those mm-hmm. inconsistencies, but. The, but again, the, the, I can't. I don't. I don't want to say it's just. It's. It's on Huberto. It's on Weger. No, just, it's just, not. Just, it. The whole team has been kind of up and down for a lot of the year. The, the, we said the little things, the penalties, the little the line changes yesterday. The the little deten- uh, attention to detail things that Sutter mm-hmm. was so good with that wants his teams to be really good at aren't there right now. You wonder if there's just a little bit of maybe an overload going into the year. Yeah, but it does look like we talked about over the last four to six weeks, things have been trending in the right yeah, direction. Yeah, it's, it's been a, a slow, steady, you know, climb up there. It's not, you're not seeing like the long streaks. You're not seeing the crazy goals, the, the big offensive performances. You're seeing like this team's going to win as a team. It's going to have to win and lose as a oh, team yeah. the way it goes. As through. it always has been. You yeah. don't have a McDavid. You yeah. don't have McKinnon. You don't yeah. have a Kucherov yeah. or someone like that who's going to go out and break the game for you. You mm-hmm. have to do it with hard work and... And just have to work out other team every basically. night. Yeah. Um, but the, the general point with Pelche and Dewar was you have to check in on what you have mm-hmm. in house before you really start attacking yeah. this trade deadline. Oh, yeah. 
Um, it was another thing that Brad Trillian talked about, a little bit of a longer clip, but he talked a little bit about the trade market mm. and how it's 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 difficult now, but maybe not not as bad. As maybe not as dire as people think. As it's being made out to be. The biggest problem, obviously, being making finances work. Mm-hmm. Number one, finances, right? So if you've got no cap space and you want to add a player who's making $4 million bucks, pick a number, that becomes difficult, right? So you've got you've to create the room. Um, and then you see right now, I think that it's, it's all jammed up, right? With, the, a, couple of, with a couple of exceptions, um, with, with, with a couple at the top and maybe a couple at the bottom, a lot of people are in it. You know, not, not everybody's declared whether they're buying or selling. And, uh, and so that, that can, you know, that can gum things up a little bit. Um, but by and large, you know, um, finances drive the day. Now, in our situation, I think we're, you know, we've tried to manage that as best we possibly can and, and moving players back and forth to, to, to accrue as much as we can. But we do have some cap space. And, you know, you know, d- depending on the Oliver Shillington situation that, you know, hopefully, and, and we don't know yet, uh, but uh, if Oliver comes back, obviously his money is counting on our books right now. If he doesn't come back, could that be an opportunity maybe where we recapture a little bit more uh, uh, salary cap space? We'll have to see. Um, so I think, you know, when you look at it from a, from a, fi- from a financial perspective, the cap perspective, I think, you know, and again, you, you touch wood that you stay healthy and all the rest of it, but, um, you know, we could have some cap flexibility, but ultimately, you know, when you're talking about going out and adding to your team, you know, your team, as I've said many times, your team gives, we've got to get our game in order that we're playing. You know, like I said, we've taken some steps, but we've got to, we've got to make that crawl to put ourselves in a position where, mm-hmm. you know, we, we go out and add to this team. And, uh, um, so, but that, that's probably the two things. I, I don't necessarily think it's a more difficult trade market right now, but how many trades have happened? Any significance? Zero. Right? So yep. it's hard to find the fits. It's hard to find the matches. You look, you look across the league, um, and a lot of the league is at or near the cap or in LTI already. So, you know, making the finances work. And, and then, like I said, those that are starting the buyers and the sellers and what those assets um, what it's going to cost to, to acquire those players, and don't forget um, the other piece of this pad is it's a you know we've talked about this this draft for a number of years, and you know yeah. teams are teams are my guess is teams are going to be um, you know not comfortable passing up or giving up first round picks, um, and those are those are hard in any year, but especially year when you're talking about you know, at least what we, we feel will be a, a strong, deep draft. So, um, but there'll be trades, there'll be deals uh, as we enter ourselves closer to the trade deadline. Um, but, but when you talk about some of the, you know, some of the challenges, those are, those are what they are. Right. The other thing that they did discuss in that chat as well was kind of Brad's approach to the timeline ahead of the deadline. Yeah. And we've seen in years past what it is getting Tyler Foley in here a little mm-hmm. bit earlier, always likes to maybe jump the gun a little bit of more. Because I, I believe the analogy he uses is that when you actually get to deadline day, it's like trying to get 
six cars into one lane during rush hour. <laughs> That's a good analogy. And you're basically yeah. fender benders and scraping paint. It, it's it's a mess, I frankly. Can, yeah, and uh, we watch we watch the coverage, and it's like there's it's chaos. There's like thirty minutes for you, like nothing's happening, nothing's happening, nothing's and then happening. it's like, but you behind the scenes, thirty two general managers are just pulling their hair out yeah. sometimes. Like it's just, it is crazy, and I would, and that's my wish to one sit, just sit in on a deadline just day the wall. meeting. Just, yeah, just, just sit, stay silent, just let, sit. If you guys just want to film it and then drop it in like ten years, yeah. When was, everybody has moved on from the organization, yeah, nobody hears. Nobody left this yeah, year. None of the players are left. Yeah. None of the management or whatever. That that would be neat. Yeah, there's a lot of things that I think go on that you're like, I just also how I, did this happen? I like seeing the general manager's office. Who? What? What do you got in your office? You want to see Brad's office? Yeah. I I don't know what's in Brad's office. Like, how big is it? Is it a corner office? Does it have windows? I, Can he look outside? I hope he has windows. There are offices <laughs> in the saddle dome there, that, 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 that have windows. On that east side. They're not all like the hot stove lounge, which is like a bunker. A, Imagine that's bomb what shelter. Brad's <laughs> office looked like. Oh, my goodness. That would be no bueno. <laughs> Concrete walls. Um, the other thing that was kind of in that chat with Brad, and I know you've got a little bit more on yeah. it in the morning report, but not a lot known as far as Oliver Shillington returning this season. Yeah, uh, it's still they just obviously respecting the privacy of Oliver and what's going on there. Brad's hoping to get a little bit more of an update here in the next few weeks, uh, probably closer to the, probably just around the tried deadline as they want to figure out what's happening. And of course, how much time does Oliver need if he will play this year? How much time does he need to get 100%. ready? Because mm-hmm. it's, you know, let's see. Sure, he's an athlete, but it's a stop and start from like not skating and, for how long? I don't know don't if he's know. skating. We have no so, idea. Yeah, no clue yeah. whatsoever. So, so, yeah, not a lot has changed yeah. there. But Patty will have the the clip for you in the morning report shortly. Mm-hmm. Um, also in the morning report, are you going to talk about the national championship <laughs> game you're so excited? Yeah, about? there's a little, a little bit here. Yeah, I was a little. I, one, I turned it off. One for TC. I turned it off before the second quarter ended. It, it was thirty-eight seven when I turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> in the uh, national championship uh, game, you've seen we've seen comebacks like, before. Like week, this is like a, a preseason. This is game. a week like, one what? matchup, Georgia TCU at Jerry World. Yeah, you know, at a neutral site, that's what that deserved to be. But you know, I was big disappointed from TCU. Obviously, I, I think obviously they're overwhelmed. If anybody knows, uh, follows college football, they know that what the SEC brings compared to the rest of the college football landscape. It's night and day in a lot of cases as the SEC is NFL junior. Yeah. Compared to a lot of these things. And great good for TCU, historic season. But I mean the the Big Twelve, it used to be a pretty historic pretty big conference. That was a pretty solid conference when I mean, Texas, Oklahoma were good, Nebraska was in there. But the Big Twelve has definitely fallen off and I think you saw the 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 quality and competition there. Uh TCU is a program on the on the up and up for sure. This is a team 10 years ago, you would have never even, maybe not 10 years ago, maybe because 10 years ago, they started probably this upswing of, mm. of what they could probably be like a little, a BCS bowl buster back when they used to do the BCS uh, system of deciding bowl games. Yeah. It's stupid. Sure. Anyways, you'd always used to get these like Boise States and mm. whatnot. And TCU was kind of in that type of mode as well. How do you have a 50 point victory in your national championship? 58. 50 plus, <laughs> 40 plus, 30 plus. It was 20 more than the previous 
margin of biggest margin of victory in a national championship. And the spread was only like fourteen going into was, the game. Yeah, it was bad. I, 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 like that. And this you can say on paper, this Georgia team is probably worse than the one they had last year that beat Alabama in the national title game. But defensively, like that's where it was. They lost a lot of guys defensively. They mm. they had like five guys go in the first round this past draft, and more coming. And they're the favorite for next year's title as well. Won't have Stetson Bennett, 25 years old, same age as Lamar Jackson. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. he was a junior. He started uh, in junior. He started. He the started NCAA at Georgia. Is so whack to me. It is weird. He started at Georgia, transferred to junior college, and then came back to Georgia. Yeah. And now, yeah. as a national championship, as a full blown adult. Yeah. And- an NFL team's going to give him a look. I guarantee you that. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. Should have probably been there a while ago, but whatever. Well, congratulations to Georgia, I guess. Back to the drawing board for TCU. Patty will have all nah. the updates on that, I'm sure. And uh busy night in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Four games last night. Busy night tonight. Busy night tonight. Quiet yesterday, but some relevant games. It, al- it alternates what with the, the NHL. What the Flames were doing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Predator Senators, that's relevant. Yep. Kraken Canadians, very relevant. Relevant. Oilers Kings, maybe a little. Yeah, all those are relevant. All those are relevant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he'll have the update on all those. Plus, there was one more thing I wanted to mention. Oh, the Jays made a signing. We'll they get you did. All that. They did. Coming up in the morning report, Patty Dumas have got it for you next. Uh, as we roll on, it's the big show in the morning, live from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Sports at 960 The Fan. Oh, it's uh, game day. Is it? Ah, it's game day. Nice. You get your blades all sharpened. My ice skates. <laughs> or those boots you wear. <laughs> Your center of gravity with that, you fall flat yeah. on your face. You look like a speed skater. <laughs> if you haven't seen the clip of J.J. Watt teaching his teammates about hockey. Sportsnet had it on, on their Instagram, so go find that. Very it's much great. worth your time. Plus, come on, what else you got to do? Work? <laughs> At 6.30? Welcome to the program. Big show. I'm Matty Rose. He's Patty Dumas. GVP and Alex Brody in the other room. Great program ahead. Next two and a half hours. Jam-packed. Gonna fly. We got your NFL coverage just after the top of the hour. Charles Davis gonna join us from CBS Sports. Mm -hmm. We're gonna ask Charles, which game you got? Which game are you covering? He's not covering a game this week. Oh. CBS only gets one game this week. Oh, really? Yeah. They get the Bills and Dolphins. So what's, is Charles just going to watch? He's going to actually watch football this weekend. Good for him. Yeah. Well-deserved. He'll be up in the divisional round. Well-deserved. Um, which game does CBS have? Bills-Dolphins. That's a Romo game? Yeah. Romo-Nance. Neato. Yeah. Uh, so CD will join us just after 7 mm-hmm. o'clock. We get the pop quiz coming up at 7.30. Ooh. Uh, how's the studying going back there, GVP? We're cramming, but cramming. He is yeah. still a student, so yeah, he knows he, how to cram. He's used to cramming, <laughs> and trust me, broadcast school. I did a lot of late night, just procrastinate till the absolute last. I absolutely minute. love after. I love how it's Sate that my tests were just making the radio station run. Essentially, that's what it was. Yeah. It was here's a mini project. You have to make sure everything works. And uh, I remember working on film projects and like going into the studio at like eleven o'clock at night and seeing like the same two or three other classmates 
Still Every here. time we were doing an assignment, <laughs> we'd be like, oh, yeah, we did it all again, eh? <laughs> yeah, all right. With the degree program, I'm taking classes that are, like, not even not relevant. relevant like, yeah. I took a class on anthropology last semester. Ooh, study monkeys. of humans. Yeah, Love yeah. evolution. Yeah, there yeah. you go. That feels like something you'll use. No, no. <laughs> um, just desperate I, for a class. Uh, I took three gen eds because back when I went to Mount Royal, it was just a diploma. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you'll need to do three gen ed courses the entire time you were there. Uh, one on uh, Italian, which okay. uh, as someone who's I'm going to Italy in the summer and, and just picked up Duolingo comes in hand, comes in handy, hey. Um, I've retained nothing. Oh yeah, okay, okay, absolutely <laughs> zero. <laughs> Could not have learned less. And I've got Italian grandparents who speak Italian every once in a while, and I was like, all of this is still gibberish to me. So working on that. Okay. Uh, what else did I take? You watch The Sopranos. Yeah, I could I watch Soprano. I'm going to start watching. Italian-American. Maybe I'll start putting, like, uh, Italian subtitles on the sitcoms. Gabagool. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just yeah. lunch meat. And then, uh, <laughs> I can't remember. One of them was maybe a philosophy course. There was one about the intro to the stock market, Ooh. and um, which also retained nothing from. And then uh, there was an essay writing course. Oh no, thank you. Uh, which I didn't finish, and ultimately didn't graduate. That's true. He didn't. He did not finish. Did not finish Mount Royal, but whatever. It's all right. Still here. We're still here. Uh, so pop quiz coming up. Nick Kiprios, eight o'clock. Darren Pang. 8.30, mm -hmm. but right now it's the Morning Report. It's brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, you can choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. We say good morning to Patty Dumas. Yeah, Calgary Flames game day. They get set for the first of two in a row with the St. Louis Blues. Calgary Wranglers also in action. Arizona Cardinals clean house. All this and more inside the Morning Report. My last Morning Report, at least until George takes oh. off the feast of St. Valentine's Day. <laughs> Flames in St. Louis as they get ready to play one of those funny two games in the same city deal. Calgary started off this road trip on Sunday in Chicago, and it wasn't how you wanted it to start. Falling 4-3 in overtime. Pretty sloppy effort uh, from the group. It's their eighth defeat in the extra session this year. Blues coming off a solid 3-0 shutout win over the Wild on Sunday. They've been playing some good hockey of late. Uh, going 5-3-2 in their last 10. Big 6-5 win over Toronto in Toronto last week. Despite all these injuries to Tarasenko, O'Reilly, Krug, it's a team he's certainly got it. They take their identity their head coach, I think, you know? Mm. Uh, around these parts, anybody has to know, like, they know what the type of player Craig Berube was when he was a flame and his coaching ability with St. Louis. I, I love Craig Berube. I said that yesterday. Mm -hmm. uh, St. Louis trails the Flames by three points uh, for that first wildcard spot and are even on games played. Uh, so these next two games could be massive come April for playoff seating. Uh, what can we tell you about the Lions from yesterday? Same top six. Walker Dewar uh, has found himself on the right side of that fourth line with Lewis and Ruzicka. Uh Pelche was skating on a pair with Zahorna, uh, though he did rotate in on a, a bit on that top line, but it looks like they could be the extras tonight, uh, and it was the same pairings on defense. Uh, Pat Steinberg, Telethon, in support of the Settlers of Catan. Oh. Uh, starts at 3 p.m. with Flames Not Talk. people who play, just the no, Settlers? The, the actual Settlers of oh. Catan. Great. Uh, believe uh, he'll have noted good human Aaron Vickers uh, riding shotgun with him today. Neato. Uh, that'll be that'll take you to five o'clock for Flames warm up, where Pat will be joined by Lou. Puck drop from the Enterprise Center in St. Louis goes a little bit after six right here on Sportsnet 960. The fan intrigued. Going to be uh, a lot of intrigue. Around yeah. See Walker Dewar. Walker Dewar can do uh, as he gets into the lineup. And like you mentioned, 
These are going to be big mm-hmm. when it comes down to if you end up in that wild card race. These are games that could matter a lot. Oh, you time. don't want to be in the wild card race because then you're probably going to get the Knights or, or the Stars, God forbid, mm-hmm. in the first round. But nevertheless, these are big games. Uh, Steinberg was joined by the Flames GM yesterday, Brad True Living, yesterday on Flames Talk. They talked all sort of good things. You can find the full interview up on all of our podcast feeds. Click like and subscribe. They got an Andrew Manjapane, how the new guys will fit in, what he saw from the first half, what his expectations are for the second half as well, but also note, provided a note on the status of Oliver Shillington. At this point, I, I can't give you an answer. And that's not trying to delay or stall or do anything. It's for just, sure. The God's on the streets. We just don't know. We're hopeful. Um, but it's just, you know, we're into January. You know, you, you start to look at it, too, from a from a realistic point of view, right, um, of when that date would be. allows him to get back and get up to speed and all the rest of it. So, um, you know, probably the next couple of weeks, few weeks, we'll hopefully uh, – have a more definitive answer but right now we just you know we want to support Oliver and, and uh but we don't we answer the questions I just don't know yeah of course uh respect the privacy of Oliver and hope he's going to be all right hope to see him soon around these parts can't agree more mm-hmm. um it's been um you know, anytime that anything like this happens, oh, you, yeah, it's you, not injury, and you just don't know. Yeah, it's, you just don't know, yeah. and it's it's unsettling. Yeah, um, because you hope the best for yeah. the, for the person. Oh yeah, even more so than the player. Um, but you know, to kind of look at the team for a moment here as well, that's been a hole. Yeah, his loss. Um, and you wonder when they will get a little bit more clarity on this, mm-hmm. and how it affects how they approach. You know. Deadline and the rest of the season, really. Of course. Uh, Flames Blues tonight, 6 o'clock, right here on Sportsnet 960. Uh, Wranglers, they're looking for another win uh, over Bakersfield tonight. 2-1, winners on Sunday. Looking for more of the same this evening. 7 o'clock start down at the Dome. Second deck opened up. I got myself some Hitman and uh, Pats tickets yesterday. I did? Oh, yeah? Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, Looking forward to that one. It's not the Wranglers because, you know, a weeknight game. I got to get up in the morning, so. Yeah. But nevertheless, yeah, good for the Wranglers. Yeah, yeah, good season going on with Calgary. Get out down to support the boys. 7 o'clock start with Bakersfield down at the Scotiabank. Saddle Dome. Light night around the NHL. Just four games. Three of those featured Canadian teams, and three of those had Flames playoff, you know, connections as well. Implications. Yeah. But we'll start in Buffalo. Uh, Sabres welcoming the Flyers. Buffalo rocking that alternate jersey to throw back to the black goat head jersey. Did, did you see what Rasmus Dahlin said about when they wear those? No. He they until yesterday they were playing very well in yes. those jerseys. Yeah, I'll see here. And uh, <laughs> one of the post game interviews, Dahlin was asked about, and he said, "Yeah, we feel evil when we wear these. It's and a, we like them. It's a, a demonic lot. looking Buffalo." That is a demonic-looking buffalo. Yeah, and you know what? They were rambunctious yesterday, and Rasmus Dahlin is a little bit more rambunctious this year. Yeah, third, than... in, third in scoring for defensemen. Probably a Norse finalist. Probably that, that hack he gave to, what was it, Blake Coleman when the Sabres were here yeah. one game, I think? I can't remember. It was a flame laid a questionable hit on a Sabre, no penalty called, and Dahlin just like <laughs> sneaky, like right on the top of the laces. Crap! <laughs> Yeah, love me some Rasmus Dahlin. Uh, not great for the Sabres last night. So they were 5-0 uh, and 0, uh, wearing those jerseys, and they scored six goals in all of those wins. Guess what happened? What? And Cousins nearly turned it over, now does right down the side, connecting with the backhand, and a save by Anderson. The 
fires score on the rebound. That puck comes free and batted in by Philadelphia. Noah Cates, I believe, was the one that got to it. And Cates gets his fifth goal of the season. The Flyers lead it 3 zip. Yeah, they lost. Uh, probably one of the best games from the Flyers, though, this season. Flyers rookie yeah. Noah Cates <laughs> flying under the radar fifth with his the year. 17th point. Yeah, uh, they get one more in the third. 4 nothing. Flyers shutout. The Sabres. Um... Senators and Predators out in Kanata. Uh, Preds leading 2-0. We'll pick this one up in the third period. Predators going right to left and white. McDonough's pass intercepted by Shabbat, but Parsonen steps in. Two on one. Forsberg on the left. Shoots and scores. Philip Forsberg makes it 3-0 Preds. Yeah. Big one from the Nashville Predators. Philip Forsberg keeps it on the two on one. That would make it 3-0 Nashville. That's your final. 38 saves from UC Saros. Combined 104 saves over his last two starts. He's going to be relied a ton down the stretch for the Preds if they want to make any movement in the playoffs. They're just one point back of Edmonton for that final wildcard spot. The juice is back. Only 16 bingos on the season for Philip Fordsburg after last night's yeah. goal. Uh, 16 goals and 36 points as he's kind of back to what he was for a while there. Point per game what, guy. Last year, you know, him, Duchesne. Mm-hmm. Who am I missing? Johansson. Ryan Johansson, yeah. all outstanding. Yeah. This year, a little bit down to reality here. A little bit here. back to kind of career regulars. Yeah. Uh, Habs and Kraken, uh, what, this one could have been something, man. If Shane Wright wasn't sent back to junior after that gold medal win. And now he plays for Windsor. Now he's been traded to the Windsor Spitfires down in the OHL as he tries to go make a Memorial Cup run as uh, Kingston traded him out down to... Uh, to Windsor. The Kraken were in Montreal yesterday. No Jake Allen for the Habs. He's out with an upper body injury. So it was Sam Montembeau getting the call between the pipes. Already 2-0 Seattle looking for the knockout late in the first. Gord giving it behind for Tolvanen. He scored tonight. Tolvanen up top to Dunshot. Tipped in. They score! Ellie Tolvanen may have just caught a piece of it. On the doorstep, and Seattle goes up 3 nothing. 5-40 to play Who in the period. To party? There you go. There's your guy. My guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love a little Elliot. Uh, Just. <laughs> Duffman is here to refill your beer. Just caught up. I love his play-by-play. Yeah. He's doing a great job. Kraken got a good group there. Uh, yeah, uh, Ellie Tolvin, and how about that? Five points in five games since joining the Kraken. Anybody could have had him if you on the waiver wire believe the Kraken. There were a few teams beneath they the were Kraken. Like, there was like 20 teams ahead of them. <laughs> and uh, Ellie Tolvin, working out pretty good. Former first-round pick not that long ago. Still has a lot of growing to do here. Good, good on Seattle getting Ellie Tolvin in. Uh, big 4 nothing win from Seattle. Uh, they reached the 50-point mark, which is 26 more points than they had at this point last season. Wow. Seattle, keep it pace with the LA Kings. And speaking of those Kings, they were hosting the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, beginning a Oilers beginning a four-game road trip through the Pacific Division. You might have saw this one on Sportsnet West. Things not going great in Edmonton of late. Uh, Kyler Yamamoto would make it a one-goal game after 20. Uh, but as things got underway in the second, Oilers get called for a questionable too-many-men call. Kings to the power play. Fiala, a lead pass, here's a break, in on goal, Kempe shoots, scores! Adrian Kempe got the lead pass from Fiala at the Oilers line. Yeah, nice pass from Fiala, that's Kempe's second, and it was uh, Fiala would add an assist. Uh, 
four points for Kevin Fiala, two goals for Adrian Kempe. Anzi Kopitar hit the 1,100-point mark. Oh. Just the third king to do that after Marcel Dion and Luke Robitaille. And he's just the fifth active player to reach that mark. Kings win 6-3. L.A. now just two points back of Vegas for first in the Pacific. Good for Kovatar. Fiala has been all over their lineup this year mm-hmm. because, you know, he's a bit of an enigma to try and play with. Yeah. But the guy produces points. He's mm-hmm. scoring goals, and, and he's been a great setup Big man this year as well. Uh, loaded NHL. And it's sk- just so sad that the Oilers lost. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're not playing great. Loaded NHL schedule tonight. Nine other games around the league besides the Flames and Blues. Six games go at 5 o'clock. Canucks in Pittsburgh. Jets looking for six in a row against the Wings. Lightning host the Jackets. Kraken and Buffalo. Uh, Devils there in Carolina taking on the Canes. Rangers visit Broadway to take on the Rangers at 5.30. The Islanders host the Stars. Coyotes and Sharks go at 7. And the Panthers there in Denver to take on the Avalanche at 7.30. Some bangers on the schedule today, and like we talked about yesterday, some games that are certainly relevant to the playoff mm-hmm, picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coyotes and Wild, Sabres, Preds, Kraken, Blackhawks, Lightning. What am I looking at? This is the wrong day. <laughs> Kraken, Sabres, Wild, go. Rangers, Canucks, Penguins, Jets, Red Wings, Stars, Islanders, Panthers, Avalanche. The only game that doesn't matter is Coyote Sharks. I was looking at Saturday, which I believe might be. Yeah, that's Hockey Day in Canada. Oh, that's a good slate. Don't need that. Oh, so that's probably why the Flames are playing at noon on Saturday. Yeah, and the other three. The other ones are playing Canadian teams. Yeah. So this year the the Flames get the American team. Exactly. First time they've ever actually played an American team on Hockey Day in Canada. The more you know. Yeah. Uh, To the NFL, uh, what what a week can do, eh? The medical professionals of the UC Medical Center in Cincinnati. Big round. Okay, let's not let's not clap. We can just do the round of applause. Yeah, round of applause. That was loud. That oh, was was that loud? Was it- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Demar Hamlin back home in Buffalo, where he will continue his rehab. Still long road back, but amazing to see Demar uh, Hamlin heading back home. First Monday after the regular season finale. Usually a bad day for some coaches. Yeah, uh, not so many. You have Lovey Smith getting fired on Sunday night. Shouldn't uh, have won that game. Shouldn't have won that game, but, but he was maybe doing. Maybe he'll get him another job. He was doing his old team a favor, uh, getting them the first overall pick. Uh, and then, uh, not a surprise to me, maybe some to some, but uh, despite signing an extension through 2027, uh, Cliff Kingsbury was let go in Arizona after another disappointing season with the Cardinals. Uh, of course, he was out without Kyler Murray for a long stretch this year. Just one playoff appearance in four seasons. Team also confirmed that GM Steve Keim would not return. He's been on a medical leave since November and has cited those health reasons as to why he will not return. Yeah, I'm not surprised Kingsbury's out. Felt like that was um, a long time coming. Yeah, the guys, they need to get a real, like, like a guy came from college, great offensive mind at Texas Tech. Uh, couldn't translate it over to the NFL, and he was given a quarterback. The thing is, you want to see progression, right? Year after year with these guys, you want to see them show that they've learned yeah. things and, and can kind of grow on that, and you mm-hmm. never really saw it from him. They're- and all that all that you would see is just more frustration from Kyler Murray, mm-hmm. and for them to just get him signed long-term was huge. Mm-hmm. And then when he starts fighting with a coach, it's like, well, this is an easy choice. Yeah. You're and, not Bill Belichick. Sorry, bud. And Kyler will said he will be involved in the search for that next head coach. 
Uh, college football national championship last night from SoFi Stadium in L.A. Number one Georgia Bulldogs looking for back-to-back national titles, taking on the number three TCU Horned Frogs in search for their first national title since 1938. Big fear heading into this one was how long TCU could keep it competitive. Not long was the answer. Georgia scored on every possession of the first half to get out to a 38-7 lead. Not much changed in the second half. Stetson Bennett, the fourth, who's the same age as Lamar Jackson at 25, equaled the old smoking Joe Burrows national title game record with six touchdowns. He had four through the air, two on the ground. Another record fell was the biggest margin of victory in a national championship game. That record was absolutely shattered. Oscar Delt, the tight end, out at a wideout on this near side. We'll run it with Robinson, who scored a few moments ago. Shakes and bakes at the 20, at the 15, at the 10, to the 5. Pylon touchdown, left corner. Touchdown, dogs. 58-point margin of victory. 20 more points than Nebraska. Sorry, 20 more than Nebraska's 38-point victory over Florida back in 1996. Absolute destruction. And the Simpsons gift, man. Yeah, stop, stop. stop. He's already He's dead. He's already dead. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you see the rain getting into SoFi? The rain? Yeah, like it's the, not. The weather? The thing, yeah, yeah, the rain. So, SoFi Stadium, it's not a dome. Okay. It's not an open air stadium. So, what but is it? But it has open elements. Rain can get into this venue. And I remember, like, you remember the, the Dolphins needing heaters on the sideline because yeah, yeah, yeah. air can flow into this stadium. Rain was falling through the roof. LA's getting pelted with a nasty little storm yesterday. So rain's falling in, and it's pouring particularly only on the TCU fans. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> so they're getting their butts kicked. The fans are getting wet. It's it's cold for LA standards. And like people are f- slipping and falling. There's a oh. gif. There's a video of like EMS guys going through the uppercut oh. with a, with a with a gurney. Oh. It's not fun. <laughs> SoFi Stadium, figure it out. You're Imagine. brand new. You're one of the, your most expensive stadium ever built. Rain is falling in. Imagine being a humongous TCU fan. You get all fired up for you this spent game. spent over five grand probably on these tickets and everything. To go to L.A., get the <laughs> tickets, go to the game and watch your team's teeth get kicked on their throat. Well, and, getting rained on. And then you get soaked and slipped down the stairs. In a supposed indoor stadium. Brutal. Oh, Brutal. Just, just awful. That'll do it for another college football season. Uh, it's quiet around the world of baseball right now. Carlos Correa keeps failing physicals, can't find a team. He actually might actually go back to the Twins after opting out. Hilarious, but you know who did pass their physical? Who? Brandon Belt. Good for him. Yeah, the Jays have signed the first baseman to a one-year deal worth $9.3 million. Belt, the 12-year vet, spent his entire career with the San Francisco Giants, winning two World Series, struggled last year with injuries, only appearing in 78 games. Over his career, he slashed 268, 356, and 458 with 175 home runs and 584 RBIs. Absolutely beloved in San Francisco. I hope Jays fans can embrace him as well. Should fit in well playing in the friendly confines of Rogers Center. And Maddie, just 36 days until pitchers and catchers report. What? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> That's like really soon. That's also Valentine's Day. Oh. Throwing that out there, everybody. Okay. Neato. Yeah. Uh, Raptors in action tonight uh, at home, taking on the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, we want to say how bad the Raptors are this season. Well, the Hornets, I can assure you, are much worse. They come into action 11 and 30. Raptors 17 and 23, just two games back of Atlanta for that final play in spot in the Eastern Conference. 5 30 start. And that is your morning report. That's the morning report. It's brought to you by Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat it. 
any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue and 3rd Street down in the south. East. Charles Davis going yes. to join us in mere moments. I don't think he was happy with last night. With the way that game yeah. went, the national championship game? Yeah. You wanted to ask him about it yesterday. Yeah, he's, he's a Tennessee guy, right? And Tennessee's a big, a big rival with Georgia. Mm, so. so we wanted to see Georgia obviously lose. Lose and I don't know. Well, maybe the maybe, game was over maybe he doesn't have the same hate towards Georgia. Didn't Georgia pull their quarterback like at the end of the first quarter? No, they play, he played to like three to the fourth. Mm. But yeah. Hmm, that's too bad. That wasn't very close, hey? Yeah. You... Biggest margin of victory in a national championship game. 58 points. No bueno. Yeah. It's like... That was... Yeah. Georgia win, Georgia didn't even win by 58 points over a, an FCS school this year. <laughs> oof. Big <laughs> oof. Uh, so we'll ask Charles about it. We'll get his thoughts on the six matchups. For the upcoming six rematches, wild card weekend in the NFL, uh, and then it's going to be all hockey back half of the program. So keep it locked. It's the big show. We're live from the Doug Lacey Basement Systems downtown studio. Your local experts for basement waterproofing, sump pumps, crawl spaces, foundation repair, and radon mitigation. All things basementy. Visit DL Basement Systems Calgary. Take a break. Back with Charles Davis, Sportsnet 960 The Fan.